With so much happening this week, it was impossible to ignore. So welcome to episode 5 of Skuko's Motorsport Podcast. Let's start with the signing of Daniel Ricciardo to McLaren. I think this is a great move by Daniel. I think this is a good move by McLaren after losing Carlos Sainz. Um, and I think it puts McLaren in a position uh, to, to start really pushing for that top three um, constructors championship spot. Do I think they're going to get there overnight? No, I do not. But the, the fact of the matter is Daniel Ricciardo coming in and having Mercedes power units from 2021 is going to be a real good leg up for them to, to start challenging those top three. Um, unfortunately, I, I think the really until the, the regs completely change, which is now scheduled for 2022, we're not going to see them massively take that fight up. Um, but uh, I still think this is the right move for Daniel and the right move for McLaren in after losing Carlos to Ferrari. Um, Daniel seems quite happy with it, uh, and so does Zach Brown. Uh, Zach Brown actually saying the signing of Daniel is another step forward in our long-term plan and will bring an exciting new dimension to the team alongside Lando. Not just that, how exciting will the PR be with these two there? I mean, Lando can talk about the fact that he's growing pubes now. Just <laughs> just think of that for a second. Like, There's such good banter between these two, and I, I look forward to seeing that um, – really progress uh, as they become teammates in 2021. Uh, in the other news, obviously, as I've sort of said, Carlos Sainz is confirmed at Ferrari as um, uh, Charles Leclerc's teammate, and I think this is a good pairing. I think Carlos is an underrated driver. I know I said that I don't think he's uh, the right fit for Ferrari, but actually after I thought about it, um, what Ferrari have always been is that number one driver. And the number two driver. They've never been about having to battle each other, really. So I think Carlos fits into that quite well. He's probably not going to like me saying that. But, you know, very much Charles is the number one at that team. Um, he, he, the Tifosi have just embraced him. Um, and I think they'll embrace Carlos. But I, I think Carlos will very much be the number two um, with the occasional uh positioning of able being able to win obviously so it's a good step forward for Carlos what he'll want to do when he first starts there is to to try and assert some speed and some dominance I'm not sure he quite has that um against Leclerc we'll find out um he he did beat Max Verstappen a few times when they were teammates and I, and I think he can he can do the same here again but I I do think that his role will be to be the backup driver in this case. Um, other news from Formula One is that um, long-time McLaren uh, employee Simon Roberts, who left the team at the start of 2019, has become the managing director of uh, Williams Racing. Um, his role is a new position that they've created for him, um, and he'll basically take the responsibility of the design and development process. Um, in the, in the racing and factory operations and planning. Um, this is probably a good thing for Williams. Uh, I, I feel like they've 
long needed a little bit more guidance in where they're going. Hopefully, Simon is that that person that can start them really bringing them back, even to the mid pack. Like it, it's really sad to see Williams so far down the back of the grid. Um, I I remember vividly like Damon Hill racing for them and even Eaton Senna um, in my earlier years. Um, and, um, and just, they were a powerhouse, you know, like they were an F1 powerhouse. They were alongside Ferrari, alongside McLaren. Um, you know, they, they were the, the big teams of Formula One and, and to see them just slowly slip back through the ranks, really probably from the early noughties up till now, they've just had a slow dwindling progression to the back of the pack um as it's no good like you want to see them at the front you want to see them fight at least fighting for the midfield like the top of the midfield that's where you want to see them um so hopefully this this is gonna go in the right direction and simon's the man to bring them the back to their former glory don't think they're going to be winning races anytime soon they certainly don't have the uh, budget to do so against the big but I'm excited to see what uh, Simon can bring. In supercar land, uh, 23 Red Racing is set to pull out of supercars. That's no good. Um, Rumour is that um, the Milwaukee Red uh, car is no longer backed by Milwaukee Tools. Um, so along with this sponsorship lost, there's... Uh, not much left for Will Davison, and it could mean that uh, we see a, a not-so-young James Courtney take up the position with some Boost Mobile backing in the Tickford squad, um, racing a Mustang. Not sure how I feel about this one. Um, I I, I kind of like Wilbur. He's, he's a good racer. Um, he's... Obviously, in his younger days, he was probably good enough to take a championship if he'd been able to put it all together, but he never, unfortunately, uh, got to that positioning, although he challenged on a few times. I think it was 2012 season, 2011, 2012 season with with then FPR that uh, he, he took it right up to the Red Bull uh, establishment or then Vodafone establishment. Um but, uh, yeah, I feel a bit sad about this because I reckon they were making good headway and, and Will was getting some good half-decent bloody results, you know. Like, it, it was qualifying well and, and starting to put the car in a position to, to really strike the, the front. Um, obviously, we've only had the one sort of round this year, so it, it's hard to exactly say where they were would be ending up. But um, it, I think it's a, a little bit... Yeah, disheartening to, to hear that uh, Milwaukee's decided to pull the pin, especially with, you know, reasonable results like that. But we have had COVID and COVID's affected a lot of companies. So we always knew that sponsorship at this point in time is going to be pretty scarce. And when, when a company's looking at their expenditures, unfortunately, racing is probably not at the high priority. Um, so if they needed to free up cash, that's a quick and sure way of doing it, just pulling sponsorship there. Um, so the flip side to that, as I said, was James Courtney coming into the car. Um, 
and that's a strong rumour at this stage, uh, with bringing the Boost Mobile backing. Certainly better than the Team Sydney deal. I don't think that would be hard, just judging by their start to the to the year. But it's it's really it would be really interesting to see what James can actually do in a Mustang. To be perfectly frank, and in a team that's actually, um, I would you know not not at the top of the tree, but they're they're at least the third best team in in pit lane at this stage. So, you know, Cam Waters is, is showing great consistency um, at the moment, and uh, and so was Wilbur. So, to to see what James could do is is interesting. See if he's as quick as uh, Cam would would be certainly interesting. Um, but I, um, you know, I'm kind of a bit sad that that Wilbur might miss out on on a drive just uh, because of this COVID situation. In other supercars news, uh, BJR has launched its junior development team. Now, this is a a partnership with TWM junior development team. Um, They're a little karting squad, um, which they've been involved with for about 10 years, from my understanding. This is just a cementing of that partnership. Um, Tom Williamson, who runs the TWM Junior Development Team, is um, is himself going to select ten team members to join to join in, and then they'll be able to attend Australian Supercar Championship events. Um, so basically, at the end of the year, however they've gone, uh, there'll be a junior ambassador that will be announced, um, and then they'll potentially be able to. Uh, test a brad jones racing supercar so that's pretty exciting and that's that's a good initiative from bjr and and twm and it's it's good to see that you know some of the supercar teams are now starting to give back to that the the smaller um lower down sporting events like um the grassroots if you like because a lot of the grassroots guys they don't get a lot of help um and it's it's a real tough ask to to get through the ranks, and I think these little initiatives that we're starting to see from different uh, teams is helping just bring people through and 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 keep supercars rele- like relevant and 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 moving forward and looking like a, a category that isn't just selfish in a sense. Um, you know the the category itself is is not in great shape, but that's a, a different story anyway. But it is good to see these little initiatives coming out. Um, you know, uh, what was it? Matt Stone Racing uh, announced theirs just recently as well. So good to see what well I'm Brad and and Tom on on doing this, and um, I look forward to seeing how that all eventuates. Speaking of opportunities, uh, Supercars have announced the BP Ultimate Wildcard Competition and is offering one fan the opportunity to go door-to-door racing against Supercars Best in the BP All-Stars E-Series. Wow, that sounded like an ad, didn't it? Uh, <laughs> um, the winning driver will compete in Round 8 of the BP Series Wildcard. Um, it's scheduled, was it round eight races are scheduled at the Autodromo Enzo Idino Ferrari in Italy and Autodromo Jos Carlos Pais, better known as Interlagos, the home of the Brazilian Formula One Grand Prix. Um, to win, fans must uh, log into iRacing and set up a set a lap time at the Phillip Island circuit using either the Ford Mustang Supercar or Z, Holden ZB 
Commodore Supercar within the dedicated BP Ultimate Wildcard Time Attack session. The winner will be selected by Supercars and BP from the top five fastest lap times set by Australian residents. So this is a very cool initiative by Supercars and uh, it allows the likes of yourself and myself to, to enter into it and, you know, potentially see how good we are. I mean, you never know. It could be me who selected, it could be you. Just you got to get down there and enter. Um, basically, what you got to do is uh, fans must head to the official page of supercars.com forward slash BP dash wildcard and complete the required entry form. Once you've done that, uh, you have to head to iRacing and either uh, register or log in and set a legible lap time at the Phillip Island circuit within the dedicated BP Ultimate wildcard time attack session. Uh, the winner will receive a wildcard entry into round eight, as I said, and BP Supercars All-Stars E-Series and a $500 BP gift card. Um, minor Four minor prizes of $100 BP gift cards will also be awarded to the other entrants that finished in the top five. Uh, so any more information, guys, head to supercars.com forward slash BP dash wildcard and uh, you can see all all your information there. So I got some alarming news that um, has sort of come across from um, from the guys at the uh, Racing Insiders Racing cast. Um, uh, the, I think it's the podcast DSO has put up that uh, a few things that are not quite going to plan at this this point in time. Um, the most alarming is that they're reporting that Supercars is potentially in a $70 million debt. Um, I'm not sure where that, that lies or if that's actually true. As I said, this is all rumour and it's just a, a rough report that's come out. Um, but this was apparently from, from Ross Palmer. Um, so if that's true... The sport's not in a great position, um, and uh, it would it, it's it could be the the end of supercars if that's the case. I mean, supercars could be in in a great deal of, of trouble if this is true. What that's actually being said. Um, the other things that have been reported is that going back to that 23 red um, debacle of losing Milwaukee as sponsorship. Uh, it's believed that Peter Adderton has bought the 23 red wreck and also the two Mustangs that are owned by Phil Monday. Um, so this collaboration would be with, um, with Tickford again. Um, one car would be run and James Courtney would be running that car under the Boost Mobile sponsorship. Um that's having said, if supercars even survive this, um, it doesn't sound good from Ross Palmer's perspective. But um, again, please, this is all just rumour at this stage and it's a bit of guesswork. So I don't want to report anything that's false or lead you astray. Um, I'm just simply putting out there what I've just read. Um, and uh, the other thing to come out of this is that there's potentially four to seven cars that won't be on the grid once the supercar season recommences. That would mean that we are under 20 cars. I think that's 19 cars, isn't it? Because I think there's only 26 on the grid at the moment. So that would be 19 cars lining up to each, at each race, which is a pretty depleted field. And it kind of sad, really. Um, uh, the seems like the, the BJR cars might be 
ones that are that are dropping off, and it looks like Charlie's cousin, the Kelly guys, are also deciding, um, all pending their sponsorship commitment. So, um, again, rumor, but uh, it's not good news that is coming out. Um, so, uh, just to to give you a heads up, supercars are contracted to run a minimum twenty four car grid uh, for Foxtel. So. The report is that the shortfall will be made up of the Super 2 teams, um, which I don't know how that's going to work because they're in bigger crisis cost-wise than the the Supercars grid themselves. Um, so, yeah, other news out of that is Scotty Mack. We know he was US-bound and it was meant to be running IndyCar. That looks set to die um, for the time being because of all this COVID crap. Um it would mean that there's a potential for, for Scotty to be actually out of a drive because it is also believed that Anton was already signed to take over his car when he left for America. Um, so I'm not sure where this leaves those two and what they can do. Um, the other rumour is that Anton could end up in a third car at Erebus, but I'm not so sure that current climate's going to allow that team to, to run a third car. But hey, I who knows this this is all just a, a little bit crazy to be honest um but i want to know your thoughts i mean i've been saying before this podcast for many years that supercars has not been doing the things they needed to do to really bring the the sport to the fore um last year they had their most views all on the back of of bad like it was all on negative press it was parody talk and how you know you know people accusing ford of cheating basically and and they basically just dug themselves a hole handed uh red bull whatever they wanted to try and get back up after ford told them they couldn't hold and couldn't nobble the mustang any further um it was a real diabolical year and there was a lot of uh, conjecture throughout from Bathurst, from from all sorts, and it, as much as it brought supercars, I suppose um, eyes like watching. It, it's not it's not what you want. Like you want to be shown in a positive light, and and for me, this podcast when I started it was was meant to be keeping these this in a positive light. Um, Okay, occasionally you're gonna to have to report some some pretty dire shit, and this again is not confirmed at all, and is all still rumor. Um, it's not positive, and it's kind of scary if it is true, um, because if this is true, by the end of the year, supercars could be dead. There's no Holden. They've lost Virgin, well, not lost Virgin, but basically is the voluntary uh, receivership they're they're not going to really be sponsoring um and now all this I, I i i think they're in a spot of bother so we'll have to see how this all plays out it's really disappointing if that's the case because to me e-series has been a real positive for this sport um i know there's been a lot of crashes and i've sort of said that i'm i'm not a fan of the the reverse grid and crashing in that circumstance but I've just watching everybody race and and 
you know, getting to see the drivers and so forth, that's that's really um, that's been a real positive for me. Um, I, I think it's really changed the way, not just how I view the sport, but probably many others as well. I know there's some of the older diehard guys that refuse to watch it, but I, I still think it added a, an element of entertainment that um, has a space um, for them moving forward. So. Yeah, hopefully this this is not the case, and hopefully um, they can find themselves in a better position, and the sport can continue um, in some form or fashion. Because um, I'm not I'm not sure where they'll they'll go from here. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to to bring that to your attention because it has just crossed my path, and um, and just just let you know that this isn't all. Uh, all roses, unfortunately, uh, COVID's really put us in a in a downer. It would seem. Um, so yeah, so do that, which will. What are your thoughts on it? Do you, do you think it's true? Do you think supercars are in big trouble? Do you think um, they need to look at? I don't know, changing it, um, making it cheaper. Is it too late? Uh, are they in such a dive that? Nothing's going to um, nothing's going to get them out of it. I, I I don't know. I really don't know. I hope not. It it seems yeah. It seems scary at this point. So uh, hopefully not because we have many many years of of watching awesome racing and um, I, I'd hate to see it end like this just due to a world crisis. Um, anyway, guys. Um, I I will no let's 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 do the review of the the E series races why not um, let's just move to those so uh, race eighteen was underway um, it was a lights to flag win for Shane Van Gisbergen there really wasn't a huge amount of um, of things to report in race eighteen um, the uh, Probably the biggest one was Lando Norris serving Cam Waters into the fence um, and uh, good old uh, Lounsey pushing the limits of, of the sim and, and finding the fence on himself. Um, the top three, again, Shane Van Gisbergen from Anton Di Pasquale from Scott McLaughlin. They are the kings of the virtual land and generally speaking are starting – to really be the dominant ones in in real world as well, so uh, interesting to see um, and and some good racing with the guys, but hard racing, less chaos in this one, which is always nice. Um, race nineteen, reverse grid, more mayhem, more accidents. Uh, I I don't know where to start, but how good. Lando Norris coming through for the win. Um, so first uh, international and wildcard entry to take a win in the series. Um, and uh, well done to him for, for doing so because, you know, even though it's a reverse grid, it's, it's still a hard series to actually get to the front and win. Um, and he did a tremendous job at taking race number 19. Uh, race 20 was was pretty good. Um, Van Gisbergen, Anton Di Pasquale, 
racing hard again and uh and again it was uh a tangle towards the end and uh where Shane actually turned Anton around uh but he readdressed Anton came home for the win and also managed to uh take the round win as a result so Really congratulations to Anton for that because I think that's his first round win of the series and uh, well done to Shane for coming home second. There's also a, a little niggling between Cam Waters and uh, Scotty McLaughlin. Uh, Cam served Scotty and also served a, a penalty to slow down and allow him back pass, so it meant Scotty came home in third for the last race. Um so in the series results at the moment, Shane's moved up into second uh, in the series points and Scotty is still at the top, but Shane is closing on him. So real interesting to see. Good hard racing. Um, it's nice to see some of the, the wild cards starting to make a, a bit of an impact. Um, Will Davis, uh, sorry, Will Davison. Um, uh, oh, I've forgotten his name. How bad is that? Um, oh, willpower. Oh, my God. What is going on with my brain? Uh, it is late. Bear with me. Um, willpower made a great move past Lee Holdsworth at one stage to take fourth position around the outside. I think it was turn one. Um, that was really cool to see. So it's good to see those guys really pushing forward and uh, making a race of it because um, – as nice as it is to watch the usuals, it's also nice to see some some other guys coming in and, and just having a go and, and getting some results. Um, so that would about wrap up the podcast, I think. We'll leave it there. I don't want this one to run out too long, and I'd rather finish on a bit of a positive considering the information that has just come to hand. Um, again, to recap, some great news in Formula One land uh, for both Carlos Saints and uh, for Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, Ricardo to McLaren, Saints to Ferrari, awesome stuff, good to see. Um, and uh, hopefully next week we'll have a bit more racing to talk about and um, a bit more news. Until then, guys, have a good week, stay safe, and I'll see you then.